I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. This weekend marks 100 years since the sinking of the Titanic. You probably know that already. There are countless events marking the anniversary, including an auction of artifacts from the ocean liner, a cruise to the ship's final resting place in the Atlantic, and the re-release of James Cameron's 1997 blockbuster in 3D. But there's another Titanic movie that's getting some renewed attention, as the world's Alex Galifant reports. Like Cameron's movie, this one's simply titled Titanic. It features a love story and the sinking of the unsinkable ship. But there the similarities end. This Titanic was a piece of Nazi propaganda commissioned by Joseph Goebbels. In this story, the ship sank as a result of British greed. The film opens in the London Stock Exchange, says Randall Beitwork. He's an expert in Nazi propaganda at Calvin College. The share price of Titanic's parent company, White Star Line, is plunging. But not accidentally. The chairman of White Star, Bruce Ismay, is working to make it happen. And the way he's going to do that is to suggest that the company is in trouble because of the huge expenses in building the Titanic. That'll drive shares down. Then once the ship has set sail... He'll announce that it's setting a world's record pace, and that'll drive shares up, and supposedly he'll make his fortune. An evil British plutocrat, scheming to profit off the backs of everyone else. During the film, Ismay urges the ship's captain to go faster and faster, offering him $1,000 for each hour the ship arrives ahead of schedule. Now, of course, there's a voice of reason, someone pressing Captain Smith to follow a safer course. That's a fictional first officer, a German, yes, he's German in the film, by the name of Peterson. Ian Garden is the author of The Third Reich's Celluloid War. He is the archetypal officer who keeps on warning the captain, you're going too fast, we've not got enough lifeboats, we're going to hit an iceberg, and they refuse to listen to him. And you'd expect him to go down with the ship, and he almost does, but... He's saved by doing a good deed. He hears a small child crying who has been left by his plutocratic mother to die. He rescues the young girl, carries her to a waiting lifeboat, where, by the way, his love interest is waiting, and both he and the young girl are saved. So the hero is a German. Titanic was an incredibly expensive film for its time. The special effects were state-of-the-art, and it took a long time to make. Too long, as it turned out. Work on the film began in 1940, when Germany's military was conquering all. But by the time the film's ready for its premiere screening in Berlin, things aren't going so well, and Joseph Goebbels has second thoughts. Again, Randall Beitwork. The propaganda leadership says, this really isn't a very good idea to show scenes of panic, mass death, and so forth going on, because, of course, now we're in the spring of 1943, British and American bombers are coming over day and night. The Stalingrad defeat is clear to everybody. So the film just doesn't look propagandistically good. The Nazis' Titanic was a piece of propaganda based on a tragedy. But the film seemed only to beget further tragedies. Ian Garden says, look what happened to the director, Herbert Selpin. He was overheard complaining one day about the war and getting in the way of the making of his film. Selpin's complaints got back to Goebbels, who demanded an apology. 
But Salpin was a very stubborn man. He refused to, to apologize. He was put into a prison cell, and the next day he was found hanged dead from his braces in that cell. Was it suicide? Was it murder? Most think the latter. In any case, that was a single man. What happened later, well, you couldn't write it. The main tragedy is that the ship that they used to film the outside scenes on was a ship called the, the Cap Arcona. Now, that ship, at the end of the war, was sunk by mistake by the Allies as it was carrying, of all people, 5,000 concentration camp prisoners, and they were all killed. Hitler had met his end days earlier. The remaining Nazi leaders were trying to cover up their crimes by removing people left in the camps. Some also think the Nazis disguised the ship as a troop carrier, almost inviting an attack. So there were far more people killed on that ship than were actually killed in the real Titanic. It's a terribly sad story. For The World, I'm Alex Galifant.